Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning. KSL News Time is 6 o'clock. This is Utah's Morning News. I'm Amanda Dixon. Tim has the day off. Our top story this hour, it is a developing one. One person is dead, two others in critical condition. And this morning, investigators will start to get a better idea of what led to a house explosion in Cache County. We begin our live team coverage with KSL News Radio's Hugo Ricard-Bell live on the scene. Hugo? Amanda, the sun still isn't due to rise for another hour, so it is too dark for me to completely get an idea of just what went down here. But from the headlights of vehicles driving past, I am getting glimpses of a pretty catastrophic scene. There are piles of debris everywhere. There's a sour smell of burnt lumber still in the air. And I've found spots in the snow even where things have clearly landed feet away. What we do know at the moment, like you said, is two individuals were taken to hospital last night after the blast. A neighbour said off record to reporters that he heard cries for help inside. And apparently one individual was found outside on the ground some feet away from the blast site. After a gruelling investigation, uh, it was discovered around midnight last night that the third individual uh, was found dead in the debris on the scene. It's not confirmed who that is, but as we find out more, uh, I will bring you updates. Reporting live from the scene, Hugo Ricardbell, KSL News Radio. KSL TV's Andrew Adams reports he also spent the night at the scene of the explosion talking with people trying to figure out how the explosion happened. Investigators really aren't sure what the cause of this fire is at this point. They do have a state fire marshal on scene. They have liquid propane experts on scene. Makes you wonder if somehow propane was involved, but That's definitely something that they're going to try to get to the bottom of in the hours and the days to come. We will continue to work to gather more information on this story and we'll pass along any updates to you as soon as we get them. One person died after getting caught in an avalanche in Weber County. This is the first fatal avalanche in two years in the state. The Utah Avalanche Center is warning avalanche conditions will get much worse with the current storm hitting the state. And we do have some power outages this morning. Rocky Mountain Power says the biggest outages are in the Salt Lake Valley, where close to 2,000 homes and businesses are currently in the dark. They hope to have the power back on in most places by 830. The Utah legislature passed a record 575 bills during the general session, but a BYU political science professor reports each one got, on average, just 10 minutes of debate. KSL News Radio's Dan Baumis begins our team coverage, Eye on the Hill 2023. Associate Professor Adam Brown tracks the bills and the time each one gets in debate on the House and Senate floors. KSL.com reports that works out to about 10 minutes each. Brown says he's not tracking the time spent working on bills in committee. 
But once it passes a committee, a bill is typically on the fast track to passage. Brown also found the House spent about 65 hours in floor debate this session, 10 hours less than the one before. Dan Bomas, KSL News Radio. Some members of the State Board of Education are taking issue with how many education related bills were passed this session. KSL News Radio's Lindsay Ertz has details. 116 bills passed this legislative session that impact education in one way or another. During their session recap held yesterday, board member Cindy Davis. It's too many, and we could maybe look in the interim at asking for a bill to limit education bills. Carol Lear taking issue with individual members initiating some of those instead of board leadership. Chair Jim Moss said that is allowed. I think that if it's going to be a free-for-all, then let's just do it. If we're going to work as a body and keep the numbers down, let's do that. Some felt the bills created policy the board already has. Moss said lawmakers are receptive to the board being involved sooner in the bill-making process. Lindsay Ertz, KSL News Radio. First look traffic on your Friday morning, and we go over to you, Andy. Amanda, so far we haven't uh, seen too bad of traffic heading into and out of Salt Lake City, despite some windy conditions that you'll feel uh, in long stretches along uh, the drive. And then uh, that's especially on I-80. Going into Parley's, the snow has tapered off. You still have sl- uh, slushy and uh, snowy conditions on the road, though, from the summit down towards Park City. I'm Andy Farnsworth in the KSL Traffic Center. I feel the need, the need for speed. It is the Friday before the Oscars, so let's talk movies. Put your other hat on, Andy Farnsworth, and and we'll talk a little bit more about the Oscars this weekend. By the way, you are also the host of the Fan Effect podcast. What do you like for Best Picture? Well, I mean, I love Top Gun. I hope that wins, and I bet most of the country who watches the Oscars, most of the country, is going to root for that, too, just because it was one that everybody enjoyed. Uh, Of course, there's great performances in all the other uh, Best Picture nominees, but they weren't seen... I would wonder if you added all the rest of them together, if that if they if it had as many people as seen them and as seen Top Gun. This is my opinion. But is there a front runner? Um, you, you know, everything, everywhere, all at once. That's won a lot of the awards leading up to these Oscars, and I don't know if you've seen it. I saw it. I thought it was okay. It uh, it was certainly unique, and it was really I, the thing I like most about it was. Uh, do you remember Short Round from Indiana Jones and the yeah. Temple of Doom? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he stars as the dad of the uh, the, the husband oh, of the main wow. character Michelle Yeoh, and it was cool to see him back on screen. And I think he's also nominated for uh, supporting actor. So uh, that's the other one. That that's the one that uh, seems to be the odds-on favorite. But you never know because uh, remember these are. Uh, people who are in the Hollywood that vote on this, it's not like how the general public feels about right. it. So oftentimes there's a disconnect between uh, you know what the general public likes and what the people within Hollywood like. So what about this weekend, Andy? Uh, well, this weekend we've got a few choices. First of all, there's a movie with Woody Harrelson. It's kind of a sports comedy called Champions. It's from the guy who one of the guys who directed Dumb and Dumber. Uh, and he's... Uh, um, Woody Harrelson's a minor league basketball coach who gets sentenced to community service, and he has to coach a team of players with intellectual disabilities who are trying to qualify for the Special Olympics. It's kind of predictable, but it does have some fun twists, and it's genuinely funny, and it's important to point out that none of the athletes are the butt of any of the jokes in the movie, nor are they just one-dimensional side characters. I think that's important to point out. It was actually... I kind of liked it a lot. Like, I, I think I'll see that one. Stars. And then Scream 6, if you're a fan of the Scream no. franchise, <laughs> here's the sixth one. This time they get murdered in New York City instead of in California. Yeah, I'll and, skip that one. But it's got the girl who played Wednesday, and that's what everybody's crazy about, Jenna Ortega. She's like, Oh, the, my kids love her. Yes, that's and they what I love say. the She's franchise. She's the in-person, right? Now, she hosts Saturday Night Live this weekend oh, wow. also. So that's uh, And then there's, uh, I got to tell you about this. There's a streaming series on uh, Paramount Plus called School Spirits. 
about a girl who dies at her school or supposedly, and she's the, now a ghost at her high school. Uh, and there, but if there's a bunch of other ghosts of all people who've died at her school, and they, and she's trying to figure out uh, how, how she died and who killed her. If you watch Cobra Kai, it's the girl Peyton List who plays Tori. Oh, I'll Kai. check that out. And I three episodes in, I was completely hooked, and then I was mad that the studio didn't send me more because <laughs> I needed to know what happened next. But that's a good sign. So that school spirit's all and right. that's streaming on Paramount Plus. Sounds good. Thank you, Andy. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.